This message by Pastor Sunday Balogun was recorded live at Rainbow Charismatic Center. Be blessed as you listen. Honestly, I would have loved us to take some testimonies tonight to glorify the name of the Lord. Those of you who were healed yesterday, were delivered yesterday, I, I pleaded that you should come early tomorrow today so you can enlist for testimony. But I think uh, a good number of us came in later. I understand the traffic situation in Lagos. I was greeted with a testimony yesterday. Can I have it, sir? While we were here, the person was not present. The person was somewhere um, here in Lagos and was connected. Thank God for those who are connected to this meeting all over the world. I think the person was connected. I don't know the channel. Then the person sent in this uh, testimony. Immediately, I stepped down from the platform. He said, I've been coughing seriously for the past two days now, bringing up blood whenever I want to spit out. But to God's intervention, it stopped when pastor was praying. Now the person said he's been coughing blood. You know, I think that yesterday as we were praying, I think I said there's somebody at home, a lady at home has just been um, healed and delivered. Maybe this is the particular lady right it's been coughing blood and he said as the prayer was going on you know because there is no distance in the realm of the spirit anywhere you are jesus christ can touch you right there and then the coughing of blood ceased i'm very confident that more people receive a tangible touch by jesus i'm very confident of that 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 yesterday night many more people experience his lordship and his touch over their lives. Let's continue tonight on this wonderful theme. Jesus is Lord. Glory be to God. I am just following the leading of the Spirit for this year's meeting and He bid me to come and teach and make some things very plain to us and I'm so excited that that aim is being established already. Like I said last night, the seed that is being sown into you now, okay, in years to come, you'll be seeing the manifestation. You become a mighty agent of change to bring blessing and miracles to people. Because I believe that what the Holy Spirit wants to do in this end time is to return power to the saints. It's the movement of the saints. So, my duty as a pastor is actually to equip you for the work of ministry. You don't have to look up to a man of God, all right? What the Holy Ghost is doing in this end time is equipping army, alright? So we don't need men of God. We need the saints. We need believers who are versed in the knowledge of scriptures, who are knowledgeable in the things of the Spirit, so that anywhere you are in your field of oppression, you can start to display the manifold wisdom of God and the power of God. That is how we are going to dominate this earth with the knowledge of Jesus Christ. If it is to go by clergymen, the speed will be limited. Hallelujah. But if we thoroughly equip the saints for the work of ministry, then we can easily and quickly take over the earth, fill this earth with the knowledge of Jesus Christ, and make every believer so strong wherever they are in their street, in their home, and they are manifesting the power of Jesus Christ. We have some great men of God who have left the comfort of their home to be with us in this year's convention. Please, church, help me celebrate Pastor Semi is with us. God bless you, man of God. Thank you. It is such a pleasure to have you. We also have uh, a musician, a gospel, powerful gospel artist in the house tonight, Sam Shant, Sammy Shant. God bless you, brother. And every other person who is with us tonight. 
No, seriously, I'm really, really elated with uh, uh, the, the impact of this convention. We had just a short time to plan because of, you know, this stuff now, coronavirus and all that. So we're contemplating should we have it or not. So it was just a matter of two, three weeks and let's just do it and look at what Jesus Christ has done. Hallelujah. As far as I'm concerned, with what I can sense and see, this is the best convention we've ever had. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is the best convention. For those of you who are connected with us online, good to have you. Let's get into the word. And so we started the first day, two days ago, I established to us from the scripture that he's Lord over sin. The first person, right? The first person to have absolute dominion over sin, right? That is indisputable. And because his Lord over sin is the only person who is qualified to deliver us from the power of sin, right? Because sin is man's greatest problem. Huh? Sin is man's greatest problem and forgiveness is our greatest need, right? And so the only person who can deliver us from the power of sin, he has to be sinless. And that only person who walked through this earth, who did that successfully is Jesus Christ. So last night we look at another dimension why we call him Lord. Because he has the power to override. Right? Whatever decree, whatever laws that have been existing before he came, any conclusion, any judgment, he can override it. And so because he overrides laws, he overrides situation, he overrides anything at all, anything. So because he can override, he is Lord. Hallelujah. Is that established in our heart? And so we go out into the field, we go out into the world with that knowledge and we start to override everywhere we go. The works of the devil, laws, and, and anything that is contrary to God's plan, we override. Now, tonight, I think this is perhaps the most outstanding feature of his lordship we want to share tonight. It's perhaps the most outstanding demonstration or manifestation of his lordship and this is actually the cross of Christianity now if you are a Christian and you don't own particular topic you will falter in your Christian walk okay this is what makes Christianity so unique so outstanding and so powerful Lord over death Lord over death. Do you know as sin is your greatest problem or is man's greatest problem, man's greatest fear is death. Do you know that fear is your greatest or death is your greatest fear? I for one, okay, as I am, eh? If you take me to a high place as an I'm scared of heights. So I can say I'm scared of heights. And there are many people who are scared of heights. And there are others who take them to any height. Nah, they are good. But they can be so scared to death of cockroach. Right? Can be scared. Some people can stand cockroach. They will run out of any, they can run out naked. Alright? Do you see that? Do you know that? The ultimate thing that we're actually afraid of. Now, when I say I'm, I'm afraid of heights, right? It is not heights I'm afraid of. It is what can happen to me from that height that I'm actually afraid of. 
Do you understand? If there is no death, I can go to Mount Everest and fall. Right? Because I know if I fall, I'll get up again. Do you understand? It is not height I'm scared of. The real fear is the fear of death. Is that not? <laughs> it is not cancer people are scared of. It is not coronavirus you are scared of. Why do you have all the protective gear? Why do we wear the face mask, the nose mask, and all the protection? We are washing our hands and enticing. See, these things I'm sharing with you is so practical. When I talk about sin, I mentioned ISIS and Boko Haram, all of that. This thing is a global phenomenon. It's, it's just all over. And then when, when we are hiding ourselves, I don't want to infect myself. I don't want to contract HIV. I don't want to. It is not HIV you are scared of. It is not cancer you are scared of. No, it is not malaria. It is not typhoid. The real fear is death. If cancer will not lead to death, Will you have any problem with cancer being in your body? You said, just be there as long as you want to be. Right? But because you know that ultimately, if you have a disease, it is leading to something. Right? So it is what that disease will lead to that is actually the big problem. Do we understand? Do we all agree? If somebody walks into this house with a gun, alright, and there is no death, will you be scared? <laughs> you will open your chest and say, come on, fire it, blow it, you know, blow it. Alright? Because you know if he shoots at you, you are good. Let him waste all the bullets, you are good. But you know that if he shoot at you, that is the termination or the end of your life on earth. So because you don't want to die, even though you are in church and the person walks in with a gun, bam! You'll be so shocked at the speed that you have. Now some of you think you are weak or lazy now. If you should come face to face with the threat of death, it is possible you can fly out of this roof because you don't want to die. And so man's greatest fear is death. And before Jesus Christ came into our space, the fear of death was dominant on the earth. Nobody no one could exercise victory over death. No one had victory over death. Jesus, the first. Jesus, the ultimate. Jesus, the one, the one and only who defeated death. When we talk about this thing, you need to, you need to get it tonight. There is no alternative to Christianity. Alright? It is not a religion. It is not something you, you opt for. Okay, I don't want to be on this side, so let me just be on this side. No. There is no alternative to it. There is no... There is no... There is no similarity. There is no religion that is similar to it. Do you understand? Don't say all religion and they say, no, there is no religion on earth that is similar to Christianity. There is none all over the world. Because we are the only people on earth 
whose savior is lord over death he cannot be our savior without being a lord over death hallelujah the reason why today we call him the savior of the world is because of his lordship over death it is that lordship that qualifies him to be our savior thank god for christmas that he came into our space but if all he did was to come in here and eat and dine with us if he died and he died then he is not our savior he is today our savior because of his dominion over death so let's go to the book of first corinthians chapter number 15 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. I'll read from the New King James Version, then later I'll go to the message translation. This is a subject all Christians must master. You must know it like the back of your hand. You must master this subject. So something that we have to teach again and again so that all believers can be thoroughly acquainted. Let's start from the 20th verse. It's going to be a long reading, so pick your Bibles, get your pen, and let us get into the Word. But now, Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Christ is risen from the dead and he has become the first fruit of those who are falling asleep. For since by man came what? Death. By man also came the resurrection of the dead. And the only person, the only man through which resurrection came is Jesus Christ. Do you know of any other religious founder, any other great personality who has walked through this earth who can claim Anybody, you have read several books you know of different religions in the world. Do you know of anyone whose Lord, whose uh, founder can say that since death came through man, he also brought resurrection? There is none. All right? We are the only people on earth who have that claim. And this claim is real. Hallelujah. <laughs> For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ. All shall be made alive. But each one in his own order. Christ, the first fruits. After those, afterward, those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end. When he delivers the kingdom to God the Father. When he puts an end to all rule. And all authority. And all power. For, for he must reign. He has put all his enemies under his faith. Look at this verse now. 26. The last enemy that will be destroyed is what? It's death. Oh, because this is the most, this is our greatest enemy. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. For he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things he put under his feet, it is evident that he who put under his feet is exempted. Okay, let's jump because of time. Let's go to verse 50 and down through 57. Verse 50 through 57. Now, this I say, brethren, 
that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead in Christ will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, ah, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall he bring but then it shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory oh death where is your sting oh Hades where is your victory the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the Lord but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through who look at that word through who our Lord Jesus Christ let's not rush this tonight let's not rush this tonight it's so important we lay the foundation I'll come back to this text go to Revelation chapter number 1 verse 4 Take down the scriptures. You will need them when you evangelize and when you debate with an unbeliever. Right? Revelation chapter number 1, verse 4. Do you know why the Jehovah Witness cult is one of the most vibrant cults in the world? Why it is difficult for uh, those of us who are in the charismatic to even convert them is because those people, they are taught their lies. They take time to indoctrinate them. But we, charismatic, we like to jump. We play a lot. So we are not taught, we are not groomed. So we cannot engage people in the discussion of faith. Alright? So we don't know how to intelligently communicate the gospel. We don't know the strength of our arguments. Right? So when we meet with unbelievers and they start to interrogate our faith, we don't know. We don't know what to say. And so that's why we are not growing as we should grow. It is time for believers to start to sit down with the word. Study to show yourself approved. So that you can be a vibrant and an effective worker. And so that your victory over Satan can be visible to all. Revelation chapter number 1 verse 4 Revelation chapter 1 verse number 4 John to the seven churches which are in Asia grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn, look at this word, the firstborn from where? The firstborn from the dead. 
the firstborn from the dead. I'm struggling not to um, labor us with technical terms, but I have to do this now, okay? There are two words that you need to understand. When the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God, all right? Before his resurrection, he is indeed the only begotten Son of God. And the word used for that only begotten is monogene. And that means that first, as a one, it means one of its kind. Okay? It means what? One of its kind. And so, I've, I think we've established from that two days ago, when Jesus came into this world, he's first or one of his kind. There is no other kind of his without sin and who is not born through the normal process, which is through sexual intercourse. Every other person that came in through this earth came in through uh, procreation, the normal procreation through a man and all that, right? But when he came in, he didn't need the seed of a man. Do you understand? So he is one of a kind. Do you understand? But he also needs to become first of a kind. And that is prototokos. Okay? And so he's saying here, now that's what the Bible is now saying here. He says, is the first begotten from the dead. He's no longer a monogene. He's no longer one of a kind. He's now first of a kind. Because now as Lord, as Lord and Savior, he's going to have others after him. Okay? You cannot appreciate that first Corinthians until you understand this particular text now. Now he is the first begotten from the dead. In all of history, when people die, they die. That's their end. Right? Jesus is the first person to die and resurrect and live forever. Is that not? If you go to Saudi Arabia, Mecca, Medina, I think it's Medina. You know, if you watch that, uh, we call that in Kabul, that black box, right? That is where they said this bone or the grave of Muhammad is, right? Do you know of any, any other person who has come in through this world who died and who resurrected and who is alive? There is none. Jesus Christ is the only person in all of history who came into this world he died and he resurrected. He's the first begotten from the dead. Now, he didn't say he's only begotten. He's first because after him will come others who will die and also live forever. Glory to God. <laughs> oh, Shataya. Is the first person to defeat death. He died. He was buried. If you are an atheist here, go and investigate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You'll come back a new creation. Go read outside of the Bible. Even investigate. Go and do research. You will come back a believer. If you do it and open mind, go and investigate. Go and carry out research. You will come back a believer. I can guarantee it. Do it with an open mind. Just focus on, don't ask other irrelevant questions about the Bible, about God, about creation. Just focus on this main issue. You will come back a believer. 
because it is historically proven he died he was buried and he resurrected and he became the first begotten from the dead the first begotten from the dead this is amazing the only person to defeat death as in the only person first person to conquer man's greatest enemy death so you say death where is your where your shakara now death where is your sting and because he conquered death those who believe in him will also defeat this great enemy. Let's step back up a little. Go to Isaiah chapter 25, verse number 8. These are prophecies that preceded the birth of Jesus Christ. Prophecies written hundreds of years before he came, that he lived. Isaiah chapter 25, verse number 8. Look at this. He says, He will swallow up death for huh? He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. The rebuke of his people he will take away from all the earth. For who? For the Lord. Again, remember, he overrides. Since establishing all the principles I've been sharing about his lordship. Okay, he's going to swallow up death. You see, he will swallow it up forever. He will swallow up death forever. For the Lord has spoken. He has a final say. Hosea chapter 13, verse number 14. Hosea chapter 13, verse number 14. If there is a drug that can keep a person alive forever, eh? you know that that would be your ultimate quest. That's what you'll be saving money for, right? Before you will think of going to school, before you think of marriage, you will say that thing first. You, will, you can do anything, go to anywhere. If there is a location on earth where it is possible that once you are there, you will not die, the most powerful country of this world, they will secure it with every resource. Because man's greatest quest is to live forever. That's why we have the hospitals. We don't want to die. Right? That's why we are taking care of ourselves. But the only person who swallowed up death forever is Jesus. I said to some saint not too long ago, I said, if you love life eh, and this thing we call fun, you know, you want to have fun. As you only want to have fun, just get into Jesus. That's the only thing I guarantee you have fun for life. All this clubbing, all this drinking, it will soon end. It is the followers of Jesus that will have fun forever. Hallelujah. They don't understand. <laughs> so if you are a believer in Jesus and they are looking at you now that you are wasting your time, you are a wise person. You are securing fun for life. Do you understand? You are securing fun for life. 
We are the only people on earth that we are going to have our life partner forever. You don't understand this thing. It's not a joke. That's your wife. That's your family. If they, once they come to this light, you will, if you say, I love you, baby. I love you, my husband. Ha! And you don't want that love to end. It is not how this duduke, duduke, oh. Duduke, oh, we end. And it will end. If it is not in Christ. But once you are in Christ, it will be forever. You will have the company of that person forever. Unending. If you truly love life, you won't form. It is in Christ. Huh. It is in Jesus. Don't waste your time. Don't let the devil deceive you with all these things. Because there is a quest. There is a longing in your heart. You don't want to die. As I was coming on bike tonight, I had to come on bike because of traffic. And I saw at a hospital, it's obvious somebody has just died. People gathered and they were crying at the entrance of the hospital. You know, this is a common thing everywhere, right? And like, those who are crying, like, this person is just gone like that. That's just how life is. If there is any amount of money that could be paid to keep that person alive, if that money was available, who would pay it, right? Well, you see, money can't keep anybody alive. The best hospital in this world can't keep you alive. You will get to a certain age, you will die. But there is one who swallowed up deaths. If you are wise and you want to say, oh, death, where is your sting? Get into that one. <laughs> so that you look at death even when it is confronting when your prime is about to end here is it as in what's all this all this all this Muslim what's all this you are doing now me I've defeated you hallelujah <laughs> glory to God hmm. I will ransom them from the power of the grave I will redeem them from who? From death. Oh, death, I will be your end. Oh, grief, I will be your destruction. Pity is hidden from my eyes. In other words, death, I'll deal with you. I'll deal with you totally, thoroughly, completely. Do you know of anybody in history who fulfilled this prophecy? Only Jesus. This prophecy is fulfilled only by Jesus. I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. Oh, death, where is your sting? Where is your plague? Oh, grave, I will be your utter destruction. I will finish you. And Jesus did that. On the third day as he was in the grave, there was no conference. There was no prayer meeting. People didn't gather and say, ah, let us help him, he needs to come back alive. There was no laying on of hands. All by himself. Without any help. All by himself. Having satisfied the demand of justice. Having paid the price. Having taken his blood to the most holy place. The throne of God in heaven. He came back into his body and he brought his body back. Hallelujah. When we talk about victory over death, we are not talking about spiritual thing. I'm talking about physical thing. This your body. Even when the earth, when it returns to dust and it is eaten by worm, maybe destroyed with fire, maybe taken by 
by fish, they swallow it, they eat your bone and everything. Because Jesus Christ, he resurrected, your body will also come back. Hallelujah. Listen to me, ladies, in particular, all this pancake, makeup, cosmetic surgery, I'm giving you the ultimate cosmetic surgery. You see, when 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 death is swallowed up in victory totally all right it has been done i'm talking about that re when that resurrection comes, this your body will be glorified you will never grow old again you will have a glorified body that does not need mary Kay. you don't need cover you don't need surface you don't need anything it's a glorified body that you have forever when Jesus resurrected, he was not a ghost, he was a real human being. He ate. Right? When, when, he, when he resurrected and Peter and his friends, they had gone back to fishing, you know, Jesus Christ was there. And he saw them struggling. He says, children, have you caught anything? While they were trying to bring fish, Jesus prepared lunch for them and he ate with them. And so in resurrection, you will continue to eat and drink with a glorified body. Don't you want that? That's the quest of your spirit. And it is only secured in Christ Jesus. The first person to defeat death. So it's the first begotten from the dead. Hallelujah. It's the first begotten from the dead. Colossians chapter 1 Colossians chapter 1 verse number 18 Don't be in a dead religion. You may be born in a dead religion. Get out of it. Get out of it and come into the light. Come into the light. Colossians chapter 1 verse 18 He is the head of the body. The church who is the beginning the first born from what? From the dead. That in all things it may have the preeminence. That it may have the dominion. That he may have the lordship. The first begotten. He's not saying the only begotten. The words you need to pay attention to it. It's not the only begotten from the dead. He's what? The first begotten. That means first of a kind. Not one of a kind. is first of a kind. The first begotten from the dead. Acts of the Apostle, chapter 26, verse number 23. Acts of the Apostle, chapter 26, verse number 23. That, that the Christ will suffer. That he will be the what? The what? That he will be the first to rise from what? From the dead. And he will proclaim light to the Jews, to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. The first to rise from the dead is the first. There were miracles of the raising of the dead. As good, it's wonderful. Jesus raised some dead people. But they died again. Right? Elijah raised dead people but they died again. Elisha raised more dead people than Elijah but they died again. That's why in, two days ago I shared that 
you know, the insight in that mark. The man was a paralytic. He was experiencing incipient death. But what Jesus Christ did was to quickly secure his eternity. He said, son, your sins are forgiven. Because even though I heal you, you will still die. Right? We need to understand, as, as wonderful as the raising of the dead, all those other miracles, it's good, it's spectacular. But the person will die again. If you are sick now, you will be healed. But that does not mean you will not fall sick again. Is that not? You will fall sick again. You may fall sick again. So the best thing a person can do for you, and that's my approach to ministry, is actually to equip you. It's not to be making a show of your life, of your situation, to be sure that I'm one powerful person. No, I like to equip people so that you can deal with all these small, small issues on your own. Glory be to God. Don't you love that? So it's better you get to know this truth so that even when you are faced with death face to face, you will know that you have defeated death. Hallelujah. And that's the ultimate. That Christ will suffer, that he will be the first to rise from the dead. He's the first human being who walked through this earth, who died, who resurrected, and who is alive forever. He lives. You can't find his, his grave anywhere. As you can't find his bone anywhere. He's not in anywhere. If you go to Israel, what you see is an empty grave. It's empty because he's not there. He is alive forevermore as a proof, a testimony that you also, you will live. He said, because I live, you too will live. Don't you love that? The only person in history who said, because I live, you too will live. No other person dare say, because I, when you know they live, how can you give what you don't have? No other person. These are facts. No other person had dominion over death. So if you don't have dominion over death, how can you give others dominion over death? But Jesus Christ, he conquered death. He said, because I live, you also, you will live. So we have assurance. We are not afraid because the first begotten actually is alive. Alright? So we have the assurance. This is it. When we talk about first fruit, understand this now. The reason why God instituted the principle of first fruits in the Old Testament is to point to this reality. Okay? During harvest, okay, when you go to the field and you take the first fruit, the first fruit is a type of other fruit that will come. Do you understand? If the first fruit is very mature, is very ripe, then you have a confidence that, alright, successive fruits that you come after that fruit will also be good, right? So if the first fruit is bad, the other fruit will be bad also. So today we don't sow seed of first fruit anymore. Don't let anybody deceive you. There is no such thing as first fruit anymore. It is only but a type of this resurrection. Do you understand? And the, we, are, we are living in the reality, so we don't need false fruits anymore. Okay? Now, Jesus becomes the first fruit. The first person to resurrect. The first person to come back from the dead. So because the first fruit is ripe, the first fruit is proven. We don't have any fear. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen. As it is with the first fruit, so it will be with the followers as in with those who follow after. Because, Bible says, as in Adam all died. 
Right? Is that not established? It is indisputable fact all over the world. So if the first Adam died, he came under the lordship of sin and the consequences of death. Alright? The second Adam, who lived victoriously over sin, who conquered death, then those of us who come after him also will bear his nature and have his results. Hallelujah. Don't you love that? At the first fruit. So now let's look at the book of Revelation chapter 20 verse 14. I'm not done with you. Just we'll see two more scriptures then we'll go back to that first Corinthians. This is the ultimate truth you need to know. Your spirit will be so excited about this. And you will worship Jesus Christ for the rest of your life once this truth is dominant in your heart. Then deaths and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. See, during a funeral service, if uh, a believer in Christ Jesus should sleep now, okay, and people are mourning, are grieving, and all that, of course, the grieving and the mourning will be very strong where there is no knowledge of this resurrection. But what you need to do if you're a believer in such a place is this. Don't try to be, don't try to play along with what the world does. If you go to a place, a believer has died and people are crying there. Don't, don't try to play along. You have to enforce the truth of scripture. Alright? You can just bring out your Bible and read it and say, then death and ladies were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Because it is a reality that believers in Jesus Christ will have defeated death. Do you understand? So he says, the reason why he wrote this is because when some believers died, and the essence of writing that first Corinthians is just to teach them this truth. When believers died, you know, they were, they were mourning like unbelievers. They were like breaking their eyes. What's it? No, now. You guys don't understand. No, we don't cry like them. Because for us, we, we, don't, we don't die. We sleep. Hallelujah. We have defeated the greatest enemy. We don't die. We sleep. He said, because this death, ultimately, or even though it's still manifest, ultimately will be swallowed up and thrown away. And those who have come under the lordship of Jesus Christ will reign forever. That's why he wrote this. And so only those who are in Jesus Christ here on earth now we have the ultimate, the full victory over death forever. Someone said that Apostle Paul is a usurper. You know, this is one of the arguments of some group of unbelievers. He said, you see, Apostle Paul just hijacked Christianity. He hijacked Christianity and he started, you know, telling all kinds of things. If you saw the background of Paul, you will know that, that there's no way that guy will hijack Christianity. That guy hated Christianity. He was opposed to the faith, right? He was jailing and killing Christians until he met the risen Christ by himself. Like Thomas. Thomas said, I will not believe until I see you. And Jesus Christ showed up to Thomas. There is one thing that Jesus Christ did not eradicate from his body even after he resurrected the mark 
the mark of that nail for his own purpose. He retained it. If anybody appeared to you and say it's Jesus Christ, be like Thomas. Show me your hand. Don't let any demons come and appear to you. See, you Jesus, show me your hand. Even in heaven, you will see that man. His internal identification with man. Identifying with us forever. He appeared to Thomas. He said, you are saved because the guy saw. He was there. He saw how the, I saw Jesus. He died. He died. How can you tell me that the man I saw died? Came alive. I will not believe until I see. I want to see this hand. And when Jesus showed up, he said, Thomas, I heard what you say. Here is my hand. And when he saw, he said, Lord, I believe. And so Paul, who was jailing and killing Christians, when Jesus appeared to him, he said, I am the one you are persecuting. From that encounter, just as you are having now, the life of that guy took a 360 degree turn around. He carried Jesus on his head. He did not marry. He planned to marry before. But for this light, for this cause, I don't want the, the distraction of marriage or parenting. I don't want it. All that is gained to me, I count it but loss. This is the ultimate and I'm going to go all out for it. He is not an hijacker. He didn't hijack it. It is the encounter that turned his life around. So they said, Jesus never claimed that he resurrected. There is, somebody said, he's not anywhere in the Bible that Jesus Christ himself claimed he resurrected. Ah, let us see now. Revelation chapter 1 verse number 18. Apart from the ones he said in the gospel, this one is very, very obvious. Revelation 1 18. Revelation 1 18. So it is not Paul who is just trying to make things up. I am he who lives and was dead. Have you seen it in your Bible? I am he who lives and was dead. Behold, I am alive. For what? I am alive forevermore. Amen. I have the keys of Hades and of death. It's in my hand. I conquered Hades and death. I got the victory. <laughs> the only person. So let's go back to the book of First Corinthians now. Chapter 15, verse 50. Let's wrap this up. The message translation. The message translation now. First Corinthians 15 from verse 50. Please put up the message translation. Not only that, but we will be guilty of telling a string of barefaced lies about God. And all these affidavits will pass unto you, verifying that God raised up Christ. Share fabrications if there is no resurrection. Listen, if you don't understand this, if there is no resurrection, there is no Christianity. Nobody is coming to church. There is nothing. We don't have anything. 
So this is the main thing you need to know. This is what Christianity is about. This is the anchor of the Christian faith. Do you understand? This is the anchor of Christianity. It's not, apart from this, there is no Christianity. Do you understand? And you need to know, if you don't know this, you are not a Christian. He said, if there is no resurrection, all this is just fabrication. The next verse. If corpses can't be raised, then Christ wasn't because he was indeed dead. Go on, please. And if Christ wasn't raised, then all we are doing is wandering about in the dark as lost as ever. I want to see verse 50, please. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 50. I don't want this other side. Thank you. Thank you. The entire chapter is wonderful. It's about the same topic. Okay, but let's start from here now. I need to emphasize, friends, that our natural earthly lives don't in themselves lead us by their very nature into the kingdom of God. Their very nature is to die. So how could they naturally end up in the life of the kingdom, in the life kingdom? Okay, go on please, 51. But let me tell you something wonderful. A mystery I probably never fully understand. We are not all going to die. But we are all going to be changed. We are not like other people. You hear a blast to end all blasts from a trumpet. And at the time that you will look up and blink your eyes, it's over. On signal from that trumpet from heaven, the dead will be up and out of their graves. Glory to God. Ah. Many of us say we like action movies, you know. Uh, all those fiction, you know, fiction, scientific movies, right? This is the real one, no. Out of their graves. They are burying you 1,000 years ago and everything has turned to dust. When there is that blast in a second with a glorified body. With a glorified body. A body that will no longer perish. Out of their graves. Beyond the reach of death forever. Never to die again. Never to die again. At the same moment and in the same way, we all be changed. We all be changed. Go on please, my brother. In the resurrection scheme of things, this has to happen. Everything perishable, taken off the shelves and replaced by the imperishable, this mortar replaced by the immortal. Then the same will come true. Deaths swallowed by what? Triumphant life. That eternal life will come into full manifestation. Death is swallowed up by triumphant life. Who got the last word now? Oh, death. Do you know we are the only people who are like, when we resurrect, 
<laughs> Who got the last word now? Listen, 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 listen. It's possible you may leave this earth, this temporary face of the earth, maybe through cancer. All right? When you see cancer patients, you will value this truth I'm sharing with you. I believe in miracles. I see healing miracles. But there are times you pray for some people and they will still die. Right? So the only consolation, the ultimate consolation is this. I wish, I wish I could stop this person from dying of cancer. I prayed but the person, listen to me. There is no pastor, there is no man of God who can say that everybody they pray for who is sick got healed. There is none. There are some persons for a reason beyond that you don't know will still not be healed, right? I have prayed for dead people that did not come back to life. And let me tell you this. If somebody died in this place now, now, I will pray again. I will pray for those who fainted, who came back home. But the person confirmed dead. Maybe like one day, two days, I pray that they didn't come back to life. But you see, if that person is saved, they don't have a problem. I'm not, not not proving that I will not be feeling that uh, feeling that God has failed. Fail what? The ultimate victory, because even if you raise the person, the person will still die now. Right? The ultimate victory over death is that the person is in Christ Jesus. So if you die of cancer, it's not the issue. If you die of COVID-19, it's not the issue. It's not, it's not a stress. That does not discredit the Christian faith. Do you understand? He said, but he's a man of God. He's a man of God. He died in plane crash. That's not an issue. He's a man of God, but he died in shipwreck. That's not an issue. <laughs> oh, dear God. Say, get this thing. It's all of you now lose your faith. Say, but he's a man of God. He's a man of faith. How come he died in plane crash? It's all of us say, we're not doing it again. Say, we're not doing this Christian thing again. But he has been saying, I shall live and not die. Uh, uh, you don't understand. He's alive. <laughs> Glory to God. We have defeated death. Even if you die at 20, you die at 30. If you are in Christ, you have defeated death. Say, we shall look at this. Say, who got the last word now? Who, who has the last laugh now? You are showing your mozu. You are showing, you are showing your mozu. You came through cancer. You came through COVID-19. You are showing your mozu. You are showing your mozu. Who's got the last word now? Hallelujah. You need to get on board, saints. Oh, death. Who is afraid of you now? <laughs> when that time comes, eh? I will not be, I will not be playing low anymore. If I want to play, I want to play. You know now, I can't do that jump down from 30 feet from But that time, when that time comes, that's the kind of thing I want to do. I'm just reserving all my energy for that. <laughs> now I can look at height and say, you see, you are scaring me, Abby. You are scaring me. Height, you are scaring me. Don't worry. Hold on, I'm coming. When death has been eradicated, that time, Mount Everest, that's where I'll be playing. I'll just tell my wife, I'm coming, I'm coming. I want to go and do exercise. I'll go to Mount Everest, I will jump. <laughs> no more death. Hallelujah. <laughs> no fracture. My bones can't fracture. <laughs> Glory to God. Why I am coming down, I can decide to just suspend in the air. Say, hey, hold it, body. You are too in a hurry. You are too in a hurry. Slow down, slow down, slow down. This has to go down. <laughs> See, my children, they like, you know, those cartoons of flying Superman and all that. 
And every time they are watching, I would tell my children, I said, you like to fly like Superman, right? Because all this, you know, is, you know, is a film trick now. It is computer work, right? I would tell my children, I said, there is a real one, no? Say there is a real one when you like this thing, happy. Just stay in this Jesus. There will come that time you'll be a superman. You'll be flying from continent to continent. We don't need aeroplane anymore. We'll be flying from country to country. You just fly. No fear of death. This is real. I'm real. Real. <laughs> Glory to God. Who's got the last word now? Death. Who is afraid of you now? You have been swallowed up. The next verse, please. I'm going to 57. It was sin that made death frightening. Death came because of the original sin. Right? You see, this Bible is just so truthful. Connecting everything. And the Lord called. Alright? And Lord called guilt that gave sin its leverage. You know, when, when the Lord called came through Moses, it gave sin leverage. Alright? It gave sin more power. Because you are always conscious of your wrong. That's what the Lord did. Okay? It gave sin leverage. It's destructive power. The last verse now. Okay. This verse now, you will now see the threefold of the Lordship of Jesus I've been sharing with you. It's victory over sin. It's overriding. And today over death. But now, in a single victorious stroke, all three, the first one is what? Sin, right? He had dominion over it. And then the second one is guilt. You see, a woman was caught in the act of adultery, right? She was guilty. What did Jesus do? Just override. You have heard it say, I say this, right? Normally she is caught, she should be stoned to death. I override. He dealt with the three. First is sin. The second is guilt, which is condemnation. And then the third. Huh? Huh? What happened to the three of them? Huh? 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 All gone. <laughs> the gift of our master, Jesus Christ. Thank God. Rise to your feet tonight and thank God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sister Nofisar, come and do me that song. Jesus, you are Lord. Jesus, you are Lord. Jesus, you are Lord. Jesus, you are Lord. My Jesus, you are Lord. Jesus, you are Of sickness in your body 
Okay? It is only but a phase or a process of death. Do you understand? Whatever the name of the disease is, don't magnify it. It is a process to death. And because Jesus Christ already exercised victory over death, you can claim victory over the process of death. Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 11, it says, if the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, if that spirit dwells in you, he said, that same spirit in this present life, it shall give life to your mortal bodies. In other words, momentarily in this present world now, that same power that will give you resurrection forever, all right, that will make you live forever, that same power can defeat cancer, can kill any virus, can kill anything that is not of God in your body. Hallelujah. All you have to do is just look up to the risen Jesus and you can exercise victory over any process of death. Sing it. just listen to will transform you and deliver your inheritance speedily. If you have testimonies via this message, please contact us at Rainbow's Place Blot 6 Oju Mala Street off Okunoa Street, Adilu Bus Stop, Alodiapapa or call 0703977725 or 0807510968 You can also visit our website at www.rainbowng.org Rainbow Influencing You